giant robot smashing into other giant robots. This is the Giant Robots Smashing Into Other Giant Robots podcast, where we explore the design, development, and business of great products. I'm your host, Lindsay Christensen, and today I'm joined by Maria Lachlan, the VP of Engineering at Toast. Maria, welcome to the show. Lindsay, thank you for uh, having me here. It's great to be here. So would you say that chances are pretty high that our listeners may have already used Toast? I would say that Toast is in tens of thousands of restaurants across the United States right now. So anybody that has visited one of those restaurants, and that goes anywhere from Jamba Juice to your local pizzeria, will have seen Toast in action. I don't know how that relates to your listener group, however, but probably (laughs) a high probability. So what is Toast? Toast is restaurant technology built by restaurant people for restaurant people. We combine point of sale, payroll, guest engagement, and more on a single easy-to-use platform. So for a restaurant owner uh, who's thinking about what they need from the technology to run their business, Toast is a great solution. So yeah, I think I have probably a skewed view because Toast is founded here in Boston, where we are. And I swear it's in more than 90% of the, the places that I frequent. I'm always noticing the, the Toast logo. It's totally taken over. Yeah. If you're in Boston, we are so lucky to be here and proud to have such a great following. I think our uh, company was founded about seven years ago in Cambridge. And... The headquarters is in Fenway. So if you are walking around Fenway, you're probably up to 100%, 90-something <laughs> percent uh, penetration. Um, and we're across all of the country, but different levels of penetration in different places. So it was founded seven years ago. Why? What, what was going on? What was the problem that they were looking to solve? Our founders, the story goes, were coming out of a company called Indeca, another great Boston-based high-tech company, and thinking about what was going to be their next thing, having coffee in a coffee shop, and the wait staff was not with them when they were ready to pay, and they thought, wouldn't it be great if we had more self-service so we could pay on the way out of the restaurant and not be dependent on the wait staff being there exactly when we need? So they wanted to build technology in that moment, it was around the consumer, the diner in the restaurant. But as they thought about their idea and evolved, they realized that there was a much bigger need in the restaurant space. And if I can give you some context there, what's happening in restaurant industry is enormous. Restaurant owners find themselves in a very changing world. What used to work well was on-premise systems in the restaurants, uh, but what's happening is that the world is becoming more and more connected and software is driving the world. And people like you and me who go to restaurants want to have options in how we interact with the restaurant. We want to do online ordering. We want to have apps to pre-order and do pickup and catering. All of that means that restaurants have to think about a new type of hospitality, and this new type of hospitality is powered by Toast to help them engage with the connected world. Yeah, and I imagine, you know, for most folks who are opening up a restaurant, they're not getting into it because they love software. They're getting into it because they love food. Has the restaurant industry been slower to adopt new tools? 
Historically, I would say that's the case, and I totally agree with the generalization. Of course, it's not true in every single case, but the generalization that restaurant people are inspired and passionate about food and hospitality, and they just love to create that special moment based on the food and based on the environment where we're coming to the restaurant. I think that the reality is they're also entrepreneurs. They're running a small business, and that small business is food on the plate for the guests, no matter what the small business, that's a tough thing to do. And so they, they're they not experts in software. They're not experts in technology, perhaps. But they need it in order to run an efficient operation and in order to reach the guests that they're trying to reach. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, it's really helping them with that hospitality component in making that a positive experience for that's right. the visitors. There's a lot to say here. So if I come back to Toast's mission, mm. we talk about our mission as empowering the restaurant community to delight their guests, do what they love, and thrive. And when it comes to delight their guests, like you said, they want to spend their time on the hospitality and the food. But as a guest, we want to make sure that it's efficient, that the food is ordering, is arriving at the time that we expect it. And the software that connects the front of house to the back of house kitchen to the reservation systems, to the inventory systems, makes all of that work well together. And when did you join the team? I've been at Toast about a year. And what drew you to the restaurant space? You weren't coming from from the restaurant industry previously, right? That is, that's right, Lindsay. I've had a long career in the Irish community and in the Boston community in high tech. It's ranged from banking software to fraud to software security to content management. And it was actually one of my concerns when I joined Toast for myself, knowing that my software skills were completely transferable and knowing that this was a great company to join. I wondered how much connection I'd have with the restaurant part of this job. It turns out I'm loving it. It is so much like we started our conversation talking about restaurants in the Boston area, and it is just a source of pride for me and motivation to build great products that I can see in use every day. I don't really have a right to this pride at all, but I do like when I should go to like other states and I see like toast in a cafe, I'm like, you know, that, yeah, that's one of ours. That's, that's one of ours from back home. We yeah. love that. We love that. Yes. Um, have you ever worked in a restaurant before? Well, let me start by saying 66% or so of people at Toast have been restaurant employees. And wow. we're very proud of that. Yeah. For myself, I have been working and growing up early in the food chain. Many of my early summer jobs were literally picking potatoes and picking strawberries in County Cork, Ireland. And that love of food, fresh food, I bring with me forever. That's fantastic. So when you joined a year ago, I guess that makes it about six years the company was around. What stage would you consider them to have been at maturity-wise, size-wise, product portfolio? Like, what, what, what's, mm. what's it look like? What's going on? Yeah. Toast is a very unique company. We're growing quickly, and this is really a testament to the need for the product that we have. Restaurants need software and are changing from their on-premise systems to their cloud systems, and we've got a product that fits the need. And so that's driving our growth. So we are looking across the United States at the hundreds of thousands of restaurants that are here, and 
paving our path with great products and with great sales, marketing, and most important, customer success team to make that happen. So when I joined about a year ago, I observed a really interesting blend of a mature company because we're large in size. How big? And a young company. And right now we're a couple of thousand employees, multiple thousand employees. A blend of a large company from that perspective, but yet a young company, because a six, seven-year-old company is still a young company. And I think that startup innovation and energy is very, very visible. The founders of the company are with us on the same floor, talking with us all the time. The closeness to our customers is there. We have raving fans in our restaurant community and have a speaker series, and we hear directly from our customers through that, even though I'm not a customer-facing employee on the engineering team as much. And so it feels like a startup while also having the gravitas of a a large scaling company. And how big is the engineering team? Engineering is multiple hundred employees. We're uh, headquarters in Boston with the company headquarters. We have a wonderful team in Dublin and another wonderful team in Chicago. And I'm always curious, how is the engineering or the product teams, how do you structure them? Well, let's see. So we have an R&D organization. Within R&D, we have a product group and a software and hardware engineering group. Oh, that's right. This is hardware, too. We also have hardware. That's right. And so we together work as R&D, the product, hardware, and software teams. We are, I would say, past the transition, but still developing our muscles around being a multi-product company. So Toast started with restaurants and have a wonderful suite that we talked about earlier around making restaurants successful. When we dug in to look at what else we can help restaurants with, we learned uh, that one of the greatest pain points is managing employees. Uh, There's a high turnover rate in restaurants. It is a job that's now competing with the gig economy in many ways. Hmm. And so we can have an opportunity to help our restaurant customers by also offering them things that help their employees. So we recently introduced a payroll product, and we're looking at other ways that we can help restaurants. So to some extent, our R&D organization is around these areas of investment that we're making. So there's a large group, and I'm part of this group within restaurants. What can we do to make the restaurant operations and payment at the end of a meal successful? Then there's a group forming around employees. What can we do for the employees of the restaurant? And again, we're thinking about what are the other needs that restaurants have and organizing teams around that. That's really interesting. And how big is your team? My team is a few hundred uh, distributed across the geographies. And are you hiring? We are always hiring, Lindsay. (laughs) That was a nice tee-up of a question. And so for anybody in the Boston or Chicago or Dublin area in particular, we would love to hear from you. We have uh, some really exciting projects going on that we need great engineers and product and user experience and all kinds of people. What uh, What's your tech stack like? We have a web backend, which is a fairly typical SaaS Java on the Amazon AWS. And what's really fun with the Toast stack is we also have a fleet of mobile devices. So a restaurant will have anywhere from a few, two or three, to maybe 40 mobile devices that their wait staff are carrying. There might be a kitchen display screen. There could be uh, monitors and uh, 
text entry in the restaurants as well. And so we have a hardware team that designs these mobile devices. And there is a large mobile app that our waitstaff have for seeing the menu, entering the orders. And those orders go from the front of house to the kitchen. And when they're complete, the wait person brings them back to the front of house. So the stack there is Android, Kotlin, and on the hardware side, again, devices that will run Android. So when you're hiring and growing this you know, large team, besides obviously the technical skills, what are you looking for when bringing on new people to your team? And, and how do you think about that? We've thought about this a lot. And Lindsay, I know for ThoughtBot as well as any other organization, hiring is tough, right? Because you get to meet a lot of great people, and yet you're trying to make a judgment in just a short conversation if they're going to be a great fit for your team. We know that we want to evaluate the technical skills, and so we have a fairly robust technical set of exercises that the person will do with our engineering leaders. We also have attributes that we know are going to be really important for an engineer to thrive at Toast. They're based on our core values, and Toast really is proud of our culture and has invested a lot. But when it comes to an engineer, we look for an engineer that's going to be collaborative. We know that one person doesn't make a team and that the team is going to be stronger if this person that we're hiring will integrate well and will be a voice and contributing to the full team. We look for people that are focused on results. So the impact of a software engineer or a product manager or user experience engineer is typically that the the customer gets a great product. And so we look for people that are focused on that customer experience and that are thinking ahead to that. And how do you think about or are you working on the diversity of your team? You know, that's another topic that we're all working on is how do we improve the diversity of teams, especially engineering teams? Yeah, I love that this is coming into this conversation, but also many, many Mm -hmm. hiring conversations of progressive companies in the last multiple years. And we do. I mean, personally, as well as a toast, we're strong believers that the power of a team isn't the strongest individual. It's the diversity within the team, bringing different perspectives to the table. And having an environment where there's psychological safety, where people have the opportunity to speak up, because innovation comes from everywhere. Innovation will come from every single person on our teams is what our goal is. So we care about diversity. We care that we have a diverse talent pool. When we are recruiting, we will, of course, go to institutions where we think we're going to get diverse talent, and we will actively bring a pool of candidates in that we think is going to be great for Toast. When we have different diverse groups, women included, uh, myself in my younger years in different companies, we really look to have an environment that's inclusive, where there are allies that make sure that the people that are in that may feel like a minority are encouraged to speak up and have a voice. Uh, At Toast, we have multiple employee groups for minorities of all sorts that just strengthen each other and that pull in allies, and and it's really a positive, supportive place to be. Yeah, I was curious when you brought up psychological safety, what you all were doing in that area. It sounds like allies and active support groups are a big part of that. They are a big part of that. Uh, I'll say for myself, I was really, really uh, moved, impressed, and learned a lot with some of our recent lunch and learns where some groups, there was one in particular, uh, some group around mental health, and, and people openly share their stories. 
and uh, it was a welcoming environment for that to happen. Although it was a very large group in a lunchtime forum, the fact that the individuals were brave enough to tell their stories, Mm -hmm. I think opened the door for many more conversations. That was a very healthy, positive thing. And that's one example. But there are many examples where we just want to make sure people's voice is heard. That's definitely an area I've seen huge strides in in the industry. The fact that folks are much more open about their own mental health issues or just like the fact that, you know, you have to take care of those things. You know, the fact that now it's much more normal for someone to be like, oh, no, I'm going to be, you know, out at that time. I have Mm. therapy. Right. It's so much more normal now where even, you know, five years ago, I feel like never heard anyone saying that. That's right. And at Toast, we recently uh, changed our parental leave policy. So we had a maternity leave policy, but we now include all parents, which is, I think, wonderful. And it's a three-month policy for men and women who have new babies in their family. And so I think that's wonderful. And the idea behind changing that policy is that until there's equity in the home, in terms of roles and responsibilities, there won't be equity in the workplace. And so making sure that all of the parents are included in this policy is sort of by choice for us. Yeah, I love that. We're also very aware that the community that run restaurants, that cook in restaurants, that serve in restaurants is a very diverse community. So when we're, of course, thinking about innovation, when we're thinking about our customer success team, we're talking with our restaurants, when we're thinking about being guests in the restaurants, Mm -hmm. we really want to be thinking and aware that there are different points of views and different perspectives and open to that and supporting our customers who themselves are a diverse community. So you obviously didn't start out as a VP of engineering, or maybe you did. I don't know. (laughs) But what has your career path looked like? I started out studying electrical engineering and in my first job realized that software was a lot more fun. So that was in Ireland, Digital Equipment Corporation, which is another great, now no longer with us, but a great Massachusetts company, DEC, and transitioned from Ireland to Massachusetts at that time. And why was software way more fun? To me, it was about control. I could, in my head and in the computer, do the entire operation that I was trying to do, whether it be to you know, draw a picture on screen would be an example, end to end. And with hardware projects, which was my training in electrical engineering, it is a lengthy process. There's a lot of design work, and then there's some manufacturing work, and then there's some verification and test work, and that typically involves a long time, many people. And so this notion that a software, you can sort of write some code and then compile it and see if it works, and you get that sense of feedback right away was just super fun. A little more instant gratification. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So I was a software engineer and worked in a few different fields. One of the most fun ones of those early days was also in digital. It was in Cambridge on medical images and computer vision of medical images and being able to detect medical anomalies of medical images to help doctors do that. And I mentioned this because I've worked in so many different things. Uh, Then there was the dot-com boom, and everybody worked in dot-com companies, including myself. And it was a great period there where dynamic websites was a thing that was a new thing. And the presidential election of 2000, results were streaming in from the wire from all of the counties of the United States. And the typical fashion was that there were women in the room doing data entry and typing from the wires into the web pages. This was before dynamically loading web pages from databases was a thing. And our software was the very first. And in fact, in that year, they still hired all the people to do data entry, but 
fingers crossed, trusted the new system, <laughs> that the website would be dynamically updated, and it was. Uh, but fast forward, you asked me about VP of engineering. So I, I transitioned into some software leadership roles, and to my absolute surprise, found that I really enjoyed being a team manager. The thinking about what makes a system of people work, a community work, what makes us as a software organization more effective, what are the barriers, how can we get teams that work well together, was a great challenge. It's never done. And one that I've, I think, sort of really invested in thinking about and enjoyed very much. And so then raised in sort of impact of my engineering management jobs. So when you did start to take those lead manager roles, how were you thinking about it? Were you unsure whether that was going to be, you know, something that was fulfilling to you? Were you worried about giving up that immediate satisfaction of, of building something and seeing it come to life? I would say that I always like the end result, meaning building a product for customers. And I could see that my impact was greater in organizing the team to do that. And so I don't think that I had that specific challenge because I could see that I was really able to bring people together to build that product. I found that very satisfying. When you took some of those first leadership roles, were there any challenges that were surprising when you were moving into the, the management position? I'll say something I learned along the way was the need, which one could call politics or one could call collaboration, to really bring people along with me. I can certainly manage my team and was very effective managing my team. Sometimes in my early career, I forgot to bring my peers and my product manager and my manager along with where we were headed and what I was thinking. So certainly something I learned along the way was that my job isn't only the team that I lead. It's very much also the team that I'm on. And these are the people around me that have their job to do, but depend on me to do my part for mm -hmm. the entire system to be successful. So you moved into VP of engineering role. I'm sure there's like, it varies a bit company to company, but in a nutshell, what is the VP of engineering role? What are they accomplishing for the company, for the team? What is their true charge? I've held myself accountable to a few things. One is delivering the product. So at Toast, it's making great restaurant software, making sure that it's high quality, making sure that we're not building just for today, that what we're building, certainly as our platform as we're scaling now, is going to last and is going to serve these restaurants for a long time. I also care that it's highly usable. And so all of that around building a great product is my job. How can I organize teams that are well-balanced, have all the right skills, have the right amount of time and expectations so that we do that well? But just as important as building the product is building the team and supporting the individuals on the team for their growth. And so I probably spend more of my time on this part of my job, which is really understanding who are the leaders that I'm working with, how can I get them to think coaching? How can I get them to think big? How can I get them to sort of play it forward within their organization to help people grow, have a healthy dynamic, and bring great new people into the organization? So you mentioned that Toast recently launched a new product. Can you let us in on anything that's coming up in, in the, the upcoming year? What are the big challenges that you're working on now, and, and what can we look forward to in the product? As I mentioned, Toast is growing quickly, and so we are investing a lot in scaling. 
scaling our platform, scaling everything to do with what's in the restaurant, making things happen. We're selling to bigger and bigger organizations and they're being very successful and we need to make sure that we're prepared for the long term for that. We also talk, as I mentioned, all the time with restaurants to see what else do they need help with because the basic restaurant system works really well right now. And they need more help with employee. I mentioned we're we're working, we have a payroll product, we continue to evolve that. Uh, They also need help engaging with their guests. There's a lot of change right now in the dynamics of the restaurant ecosystem. Think about in the United States, it's Uber Eats and DoorDash as examples, but around the world there are delivery services that are bringing restaurant food to consumers. An interesting trend is that there's more restaurant food than ever before being served by restaurants, but a smaller and smaller percentage of that is happening in the restaurant due to the delivery partners. And so we are looking for ways to help restaurants stay connected with their guests, because if the guest has an experience that goes through a delivery partner, now the restaurant has that one set separation, one level of separation from their own customers. And we would like to empower them to really build that relationship in the way of new hospitality, which could be a digital relationship. And so we're investing in that area. It's a little too soon to say how that'll play out, but it's certainly something that we think is very important for the health of the restaurant industry as a whole. That makes a lot of sense. I immediately think of a dozen personal <laughs> experiences where, yeah, you've got like the the Grubhub or the DoorDash right. who messed up the order, but then I'm angry at the That's restaurant. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. There's a profit sharing element involved. Mm-hmm. There's a care and love for that food that when it passes through multiple hands may not have the same level of attention. Uh, and there's the fact that we want the restaurants to delight their guests and the guests to feel loyal to the restaurant because of the great food that they're making. Yeah. Another thing I'll mention is that there is a lot of investment in restaurants, not just Toast, but many, many other partners in the technology ecosystem. A lot of funding going into this from big companies, Google and Amazon, to little startups who are thinking of innovative ways. As you know, there's a lot of change in the food industry towards sustainable agriculture, towards maybe meatless options, Mm -hmm. farm to table, all kinds of innovation happening beyond what had happened before. And so we are looking at how does Toast engage with that aspect of the restaurant community that that may come more as community engagement than software products. But we think it's all important because we really want to be supporters of the restaurant community and help us thrive. That's great. And do you have official partnerships as well, either with, you know, other tech companies or with kind of offline organizations? On the technology side, we have hundreds of technology partners. Mm -hmm. Uh, We make our APIs available so that technology partners for restaurants, be they reservation systems or online ordering systems or guest engagement systems, loyalty gift cards, there are many, many types of inventory systems, many, many different types of partners for restaurants. And we support them to integrate with the Toast platform so that data can freely flow between these systems and our restaurant customers can have best of breed if they want some specialized partners for areas that I mentioned. The other part of the answer is Toast.org, which is the arm of Toast that wants to engage with the community. And we have 20 partners that are not software partners, but rather food community partners. One that we just announced is No Kid Hungry, who we are funding and providing support for to enable 
the food part of our mission to be wow. established. That's great. And when thinking about providing business value to your customers, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like I saw that Toast also in one of your products can help, actually help the restaurant in understanding opportunities to upsell or re-engage or even encourage more tipping and things like that. Is that right? That's absolutely right. Thank you so much for uh, bringing that into the conversation. So Toast ourselves are a heavily data-driven company. It's really fun to see how we can do experiments and learn and iterate on our product, iterate on our sort of sales approaches, et cetera. But when it comes to restaurants, we also believe that there's a lot of data available. And so restaurants are used to working with many typical business reports, sales reports, order reports, inventory, employee management. And these are your typical small business reporting, which Toast, of course, provides. What is less available to restaurants historically is insights and analytics, the type that you're describing, because they can learn a lot from their own business as to what menu items are doing well, what Mm -hmm. day of the week, maybe what set of staff members are doing exceptionally well. They can also learn a lot from looking at aggregated data, and Toast can help with that. So in a certain demographic or restaurant type. Or oh, so like across right. restaurants. So what I'm speaking about now is really in the realm of ideas, okay. uh, where we have a lot of opportunity, a lot of internal work happening, mm-hmm. um, that will become available to our customers too. That's really exciting. That's, it really seems like is. a prime case for some machine learning fun. Yes, <laughs> yes. And Toast has seven years worth of data. Right. And so it is an absolute treasure trove of information that I think can be used in this way. I think even, I imagine this is probably just the the decision of an individual restaurant, but like some, when I'm checking out, will have the option of like a percentage tip. Some will have ah. like actual dollar amount tips. And even that, I'm always curious. It's so interesting. Like one of them must be working better for them, hmm. but it provides that unique opportunity for them to, to experiment That's with right. it. That's right. And as an example of data that Toast has looked at and sort of made product and, and worked with our restaurant partners to figure out is the tipping. And we know that a wait person can earn up to $7,000 more per year in their compensation based on the tipping being part of the system in this way. That's enormous if you're a restaurant manager trying to retain the staff that you have or enormous for the wait person themselves. When we introduced one of our hardware products called Toast Go, Toast Go is like a mobile phone, a little larger. It's an Android piece of hardware that you hold in your hand, the menu's on there, you can put the orders through so you don't have to sort of keep running back and forth to the back of the restaurant where the order entry terminal will be. Uh, You can do it right at the table as you're talking with your guests. In some of the early restaurants, the wait staff had Fitbits and we measured the before and after and found that the wait people traveled 50% less in terms of how many steps they took when serving with the Toast Goes than when serving the old-fashioned way with their notepad and then going back to the back of the restaurant or enter the order. And what we hope this supports is that your waiter or waitress actually spends more time engaging in dialogue with you so they can explain the menu, so they can provide their point of view. And really, it goes to enriching the guest experience as well as enriching the efficiency of the restaurant. That's so cool. So I imagine you're not the only one working on solutions like this. What is the competitive landscape like? 
How's Toast different? Like I mentioned, there are many companies thinking about restaurants and how to support restaurants, and that goes from the big companies, Google, Amazon, to startups. And there are many startups bringing innovative ideas to the table. Historically, point-of-sale systems have been on-premise in the restaurant, and there are great but legacy players there. And now the world is transitioning to cloud. One of the things that's unique about Toast as we make this transition is we're solely focused on restaurants. We are 100% a point-of-sale system and a platform to make restaurants successful. So while there are other point-of-sale that's using cloud, it's really Toast that's focused on just this area, and we pride ourselves in being experts here. So other point of sale could be in like barber shops, things like that. That's right. In stores and in shops. Let's uh, take the obvious example is Square, which mm. is a wonderful point of sale system. And they can be used by everybody selling everything from a pop-up stall to a small store. What Toast will offer beyond what some company like Square will offer is the knowledge of what are menus, what are the expectations, what's the communication flow, and as things get more complicated as you add restaurant groups and then maybe chains of restaurants, we can scale all the way up. So if you're investing, uh, even if you're a small restaurant, Toast is a great fit for you, but you can have confidence that it'll work to your needs as you grow. I'd wager that you all are doing a lot of restaurant-specific user research. Yes, we have a wonderful user research team. The user research team do field research, so trying things out in restaurants. One of our uh, products that we introduced was the Toast Go, which is uh, the handheld mm -hmm. device for the wait staff in restaurants. And so we wanted to see how does that work? What's the waiter experience, waitress experience? What's the guest experience? Lots of things we learned from that. Another thing that's changing a lot these days is how people pay. So from cash to credit card, from the phone to tap. And as we introduce new ways to pay within our point of sale system, we actively do experiments and watch and look for feedback on how well does it work. As we design the software, as we design the hardware, as we design the user interface on the mobile devices and on the web configuration products. So all kinds of, of investments there and it feeds back into the product lifecycle. And, and it's probably delicious user research, too. <laughs> We're very uh, punny at Toast. <laughs> we use lots of puns. If anybody goes to our careers page, you'll see all kinds of proofing and bready and puns galore. You know every bread pun under the sun. We tend to make new ones, believe it or not. <laughs> innovation. There you go. Innovation, innovation in, in all areas. <laughs> Well, Maria, thanks so much for joining me today. If folks want to follow along with Toast, what's the best way to do that? It's been my pleasure to be here. So Toast, of course, has a great website, www.toasttab.com. We ourselves have blogs and podcasts, so The Garnish and The Toast blog. So anybody can feel free to find those, and there's lots to, to digest, would you say? To digest <laughs> if you're watching The Toast space. And, and what about yourself? If folks want to follow along with you or they want to hear more about those engineering jobs you, you were mentioning earlier, what's the best way to do that? So I welcome that. Definitely interested in connections. If you're interested in career, please go to the careers section of Toast uh, and you can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter, 
You can subscribe to the show and find notes for this episode at giantrobots.fm. If you have questions or comments, email us at hosts at giantrobots.fm. And you can find me on Twitter at Lindsay3D. This podcast is brought to you by ThoughtBot and produced and edited by Tom Obarski. Thanks for listening and see you next time. This podcast was brought to you by ThoughtBot. We are experienced designers and developers who turn your idea into the right product. With local studios in Boston, New York, San Francisco, Austin, London, and Raleigh-Durham, let's build something great together.